Hi guys, I'm Brendan McCormack and welcome to a very special edition of the Perth FitFam podcast. It is the day of the CrossFit Games, something that we've all been waiting for. It's a completely new format in 2019. A few people are still confused and so we're going to give you guys insights into what's going on over this weekend for the 2019 Reebok CrossFit Games. We have two special guests who will also be the broadcast partners on the Perth Fit Fam live feed. Helen Harding, the two times Masters Games champion, and Ed Morrison, the five times Pacific Regionals MC. So hopefully we can give you guys some plenty of insights into the weekend. The Perfect Fan Podcast is brought to you by True Protein. True is unafraid to cut through the noise of an oversaturated market and break the mold to deliver authentic, all-natural products with genuine health benefits and none of the fake stuff. True have bucked the trend for expensive, overhyped, bad-tasting protein powders and supplements packed with false promises to reinvent the marketplace and create a 100% natural, delicious, quality protein with no gimmicks, nothing artificial, and a completely transparent ingredient list. You can pick up True Protein online at trueprotein.com.au and use the code PERFECTFAN10 for an exclusive 10% discount. That is trueprotein.com.au with the code PERFECTFAN10. But I think that's it. Let's make this one quick. It is the day of the games. Here we go. Perth FitFam featuring Helen Harding and Ed Morrison. There's four or five. There's five already for Masters. That's over two days. Yep. And the Open's over four days. So I reckon there'll be more than that. But who knows? Who knows? Before we get too far into it, I reckon Back. that let's kick off and let's give it. Yes. Let's give get, let's give everyone an introduction. So welcome to the Perth Fit Fan Podcast. I'm not going to give this one a number. I'm just going to call this the CrossFit Games 2019 Special. For so for those who are tuning in who have just joined Perth Fit Fam, um, welcome. We are going to be one of the broadcasters of the CrossFit Games this year based on the new World Feed, which we will talk about earlier. But I'm joined by two of our co-commentators and co-broadcast team. We've got Ed Morrison and two times Masters Game Champion, Helen Harding. <laughs> Welcome. Hey, thank you. Um, Thanks, Brenner. All right, so... My, the, uh, yeah. my CV doesn't sound as good. I haven't won the CrossFit Games <laughs> once, let alone twice. So I'm, feeling, I'm already feeling a bit out of place, but anyway. Well, I wanted to handball over to you, Ed, so you can give yourself an introduction because you do actually have great credentials. So let people know, what's your background? What do you do? Oh, dude, I've been a trainer for the last 10 years in CrossFit and I've worked on uh, the CrossFit headquarters seminar staff and somewhere along the way I dove into sort of the MC slash media role and uh, my first uh, regionals as MC was 2013 and then since then just sort of been involved in the sport on that level, just sort of analysing and just watching it, picking it apart with a fine tooth comb and uh, started a podcast earlier this year in it. So. I guess I'm just like uh, any of you guys, just a frother of the sport and uh, yeah, love it to bits. I love it. Hey, and i got to actually say something and I'm not sure if this is correct, but have you ever come to Perth to do the level ones to teach them? Yeah, many, many times. Yes. So I believe that you and I actually had dinner one night. (laughs) Right. It looks like it was a memorable experience for Ed. I'm a bit concerned. What happened next? Well, I'm pretty sure that you were going out for a date or something afterwards. Uh-huh. Yeah, go on. But um, no, outside of that, it was pretty uneventful. I just think that we went to, it was you, me, Jace from CrossFit Perth and Brett yes. and his partner. And I was trying yes. to put my finger on it for ages. And I was like, I swear I've hung out with Ed somewhere before. And I'm like, that's right. We had dinner and it must have been like coming up to five years ago or something. Yeah, well, we, we always uh, do the seminars at CrossFit Perth. So that makes sense. Yes, there you go. And Helen, so two times Games Champion, so give us a quick background. Yeah, so um, I started CrossFit five, be five and a half years ago. Um, I'd done a little bit of fitness stuff before that, probably just training an hour, three times a week. And then um, a friend kindly encouraged me to enter a CrossFit comp, but I didn't really do CrossFit. So I was a bit like, ooh, I need to um, maybe get a little bit of coaching on this CrossFit thing. And then um, that's how I started at Range of Motion. And then, um, yeah, pretty much two years later, I won the Games in 2016. And then again in 2017. And then I declined my invite last year. Um, I decided I was just going to do regionals last year and call it a day. So, um, yeah, I did regionals three times as individual. So I did, did pretty well. I came 11th the first time and then 
um, eighth um, 2017, but I sat in fifth place for quite a lot of it until the last event. I remember and I was there. The good old air bike um, <clears throat> didn't do me any favours on that one. Um, and then, yeah, I came ninth last year, which I was pretty happy with, actually. I felt like I was in better shape last year, but the events maybe um, didn't favour me as much as the previous year because that was the no barbell year, um, yes. which is much more in my wheelhouse. But, um, yeah, no, so I was really stoked with ninth, actually. And then, yeah, I didn't do the games last year. And then I've just sort of had an easier year of training and trying to work more and CrossFit a little bit less, but still doing quite a lot. Awesome. I love it. Yeah, it's really awesome seeing, uh, seeing you out there, especially, you know, being Masters champion and really not only holding your own, but cracking the top 10 twice. And like you said, um, 2017, almost getting an open invitation yeah. after that final workout. Pretty impressive. Like, it feels like it's almost not real in some ways. I'm <laughs> like, really? <laughs> Even last year, I think I came third in an event behind Tia Toomey and Cara Webb. And I still think, like, how did I do that? I had heavy snatches and burpees. But, um, yeah, I guess <laughs> these things happen. <laughs> and I remember, just to, like, put things in perspective, I think the first year that you were going to the Games, you and I were in Wollongong um, after regionals at the after party, and you were yeah. too nervous to ask Khan Porter for a photo, so I had to go oh, up to him. And, yes, and... you did. I know. <laughs> I had to ask him if you could get a photo. <laughs> You did. Thanks for that, by the way. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I'm there, there to help out. And just to give people a quick intro into me, so I'm Brendan McCormack. I've been in the fitness industry for 16 years. Um, I've been doing CrossFit for probably five years or more. Um, uh, I am F45 team playoff champion. I better throw it in there. Um, I've heard about this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we won the playoffs, which was pretty cool. I um, uh, What else have I done? I've, I compete a lot in OCR as well. So I, um, And I've got a powerlifting comp. So I, I am literally a CrossFit frother. That's what I love. That's a sport which I enjoy. Um, but I do compete around a lot of fitness stuff within the industry. You do, you do everything you do. I do, I do. Right. I like to punish myself across the board. So... Uh, um, yeah, so hopefully we can, we can give you guys, we've got a great team, we want to give you guys some awesome insights to the game over the weekend, and we've got pretty much 24 hours until it kicks off, but um, whilst we've been promoting and marketing the feed, we've been getting quite a few questions from people, and I wanted to be able to use this as a chance to be able to give you guys guidance into what's actually happening over the weekend, how things are going to run, what to look out for, and of course, our predictions, and then how to watch the games. So starting off, this year is a completely new format as we moved away from regionals, we moved into sanctionals, and we introduced the country champions, which means that going into the games, we're going to see, I believe it's now 149 men because Ben Smith was granted a late uh, wild card. That makes yep. sense. Yep, um, 134 women and 14 teams, which means that the field is going to be massive. And then CrossFit announced that after that they're going to have eliminations, but after the first event, um, they're going to reduce the individuals down to 75, which is pretty drastic. So, without going into the breakdown of the rest of the um, uh, of the rest of the cuts now, what's your guys' thoughts? Um, on going through this process and having such a drastic elimination at the start? Um, oh, I'll go first. So um, I think I think the national champions is a great idea in that I, there is a – it was quite a limited field before um, and I think there is a big opportunity. And I think whilst their standard might be lower for some of these national champions than maybe the elites, I think you might find over 10, 10 years – that actually it does make the sport grow more. So I think it's a good opportunity, to be honest, for for other people to be involved. Um, it'll be interesting to see how it plays out, I think. Um, I think the cuts from the first day are going to be pretty harsh. Yes. Um, from the first event. And I, I feel for people when they just go all that way simply to do one event. Um, I think, you know, as an athlete myself, that would concern me that I've, been gone for like two weeks before to get over the jet lag I paid thousands and thousands of dollars and then I'm probably only going to get to do one event but you know what if you're going you're accepting that that's how it's going to be um and I guess you know it makes everyone try super hard to try and get in that top 75 because that will be the first slash down to the 75. 
Yeah, I agree. I think um, if it was me and I was, if I had a dual citizenship and I had access to the games that way, I would 100% go. It wouldn't worry about the cost just so I could have that experience of being on the games as an athlete. So I think that you're going to find athletes like yourself or, you know, uh, top level athletes, for them, you're at a different level of competition. We have... Um, we had three athletes from Perth who qualified through different countries. So we had two from Zimbabwe and one from Lebanon um, who has dual citizenship. And they're athletes that, um, uh, you know, a couple of them sometimes will make the podium at a local event and others not. Um, but it, it gives them an experience that they wouldn't have had before. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Ed, what's and your that's, funny, oh, that's sorry. finding up knowing that as well. Like they, you know, if you're going to go and you're not at the elite elite level, there is a high risk that you might only do one event. But I think if you're going knowing that and you're just going to embrace everything about it, the athlete dinner, the atmosphere, and, you know, get to go out there and do an event, then I think it's awesome. So, yeah, it's good. Ed, what's yeah, your from thoughts? What, yeah. From, from what I can tell, like, the, the athletes that have qualified from – a country where it's not as competitive, I, th- I think they fully understand what they're getting themselves into. Like, like most of them seem to know that they're going up against a field which is a few classes above them yeah. and they're going to just enjoy the experience yeah. and probably yeah. most of them are expecting to get cut. I think I think CrossFit's playing the long game here and it's the smart way to play it. Like they're trying to spark interest in these countries by having a national champion, somebody at the CrossFit Games who's never been there before. And that's going to pay dividends five, ten years down the road. But I tell you who I reckon is concerned is potentially like a, a games athlete that, that's been there two or three times that that it's on a knife's edge on day one now. And it's never really been like that. Like day one's always a bit of, <laughs> that's right like day one's always a bit of a slow start like typically it's a, an endurance event like there was the, the row and that we've had all sorts of triathlons and you sort of know okay well maybe the top dogs will finish in 20th or 30th but it doesn't mean that much because we're going to have some crossfit coming soon it's mm-hmm. like there's no time for you to no. think like that now everyone has got to perform on day one it's, yeah. it's going to be a super exciting start to the games yeah it's going to be crazy just to see how it all plays out I think there's a lot of sort of hidden talent that people might not be aware of in terms of... I totally agree. There is people who have never qualified through regionals because they or may not have gone to regionals because they don't do well in the open or they've never made it for some reason, but it doesn't mean that they're not going to be awesome at that first event. So I think there'd be quite a lot of nervous, you know, elites who don't know exactly what the depth of the field is going to be until the first event actually happens. So it's going to be quite interesting to see who actually makes it and who doesn't. Yeah, I agree too. And think about it. If Matt Fraser, if it's an event and Matt Fraser doesn't perform and you've got, you know, potentially the three-time fittest man in the world who doesn't even get through the first round, imagine like how that would shake things up. He would probably just come 10th if he had a bad event. Yeah, yeah. Actually, that's Matt Fraser. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree. Um, now, the rest of the, the, the narrowing of the field will go from uh, the, the original cut to 75 down to 50, down to 40, 30, 20, until the, there will be a final of 10 athletes. Which, And as I think we get towards the end, I think that we're going to see a lot of excitement. I think it's going to be really fast-paced. Um, it's, 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 I'm going to sit on the fence a bit until, I, until we see it, but I'm very intrigued to see how it's going to look. Yeah, I'm, I'm intrigued too. I think I was looking today at the, the difference in points from when we have the full field to when we have the last 10, and it's it's quite remarkable. If you finish 10th in that last event, you get 10 points only. If you finish 10th in the first event, you get 82 points. So in terms of the points you can acquire at different stages of the of the competition, it's, it's pretty remarkable. I'm sort of on the fence too, or I guess I'll wait and see. But I I think what I trust is I think the programming is going to reflect the the change in the field. And I think we're going to see it get higher and higher, higher level so that um, we don't end up with this weird scenario where somebody would have won the games if the events were the other way around or something like that. So Mm. I'm going to wait to see what the programming is before I cast judgment on the uh, on the point system. Yeah, I, I, I'm with you there. I think I think it makes potentially the last day. I mean, I'm not sure when they're going to cut down to 10, but it could even be for the whole of the last day there is only 10. I'm not sure. But I think from a spectator point of view, it's going to be pretty exciting. 
because it will mean the leaders have to remain the leaders and there's no chance for them to slip up mm. whatsoever or else you know if you're only 50 points ahead you kind of can't you can't afford to come sixth and have the person behind you come first because basically you're going to lose your position so i think it's going to make it quite exciting and i think dave castro is a highly intelligent programmer and will be very aware of the potential problems and i'm pretty certain that he will program around the potential issues that there could be if the wrong people come in the wrong places I got, like I got, the reality okay, I, I, hate sober, I was gonna say everyone does love to hate castro um, and seeing him oh, back, I like <laughs> well, I, he, he's, he's definitely like, he, he's definitely got that character and it was, I, I thought it was great to see him at the athletes dinner back on the mic doing his announcements of event oh, one where he trolled everyone with his long pause and then said <laughs> event one will be announced at a later time and then walked off and I went, okay, cool. He's back. We got this vibe happening again. Yeah. No, he's pretty funny. Uh oh. I was actually thought he was going to announce it, and then I was like, "Ah, oh, of course he didn't. Yeah. <laughs> he's going to leave waiting even longer." Yeah. But look, I mean, he's smart, smart programming. Whatever his faults and his quirks and his, <laughs> um, you know, um, you know, his little um, sort of personality um, <laughs> quirks. I think that's the only word I can really find to describe them. But I think he's he's incredibly good at programming, and he's got better and better. You know, he's solely concentrated on this, and I think that he's. He's so good, I don't think that it will be anything other than awesome, to be honest. Yeah. I'm wondering, like, there's no doubt that the new point system is a reflection of the fact that we've got cuts, but I've also considered if it's it's not a reflection of, look, the last three years, the men's competition on day three has been somewhat boring from the sense that the point points gap is way too big to be able to be made up. Mm. So yeah. now we're in this scenario where I really can't imagine that at the start of the last day that the gap would be big enough for it to be all over. Even if Fraser is as dominant as, as what people think he's going to be, mm. that, that scoring system is just going to mean that it's still on the table if someone's within like probably 150 points, 200 points. Mm. Yeah, so let's quickly talk about the scoring system. So this is um, outside of having the country champions, the big field and the cuts, the scoring system is the next thing I wanted to chat about. So to let people know, there is going to be seven cuts along the way. Um, The initial points difference will start off at two. Then it will remain at two up until we get to, I believe, the final 30 where it becomes a four to three point difference. The final 20 becomes a five-point difference, and so the workouts become more valuable until finally it becomes a 10-point difference where, where we might see these, um, these drastic changes if you don't perform in the final two workouts, um, presumably the final two workouts. What's, do you think that we're still going to get the fittest athlete at the end of the games? Yes, um, and I say that mainly because I feel we always have. Yeah. Um, so I feel like everything over the years has always been very intentional. Um, we were speaking off air before about the year that there was no barbell at regionals and uh, everybody went crazy. It's just like, <laughs> how are we going to send the, the right people to the games? And it's like, we got the same five we're always going to get. Yeah, exactly. The cream rises to the top. I just think we might have a little bit more excitement and maybe a little bit more who can perform when it's really tense. But I think we'll still get the fittest person. Yeah. I think so. And I think there might be a little bit of um, change in strategy of the athletes versus the normal games, as in, you know, you probably want to, I'm not saying that you want to save yourself, but you don't want to be a complete wiped out mess. Not that they would ever be on the the start of Sunday when there's so many points difference between the placings. So I don't know if athletes will be, well, I'm sure they'll be very aware that they need to be able to perform super well if they make that top 10, because if they don't, then they've got zero chance so mm. i don't know i don't know whether there'll be a little bit of gaming earlier that we wouldn't have seen um maybe previously but i think that the fittest person will be crowned i think the test is a little bit different because the points are different but I, again i trust the programming enough um that i think that the the fittest people will win yeah now, the next point that I wanted to cover, and this is brand new, so I, just before we came on air, I updated you guys on this. Um, and to give people context, even though we are broadcast partners, 
We actually don't know the workouts yet. So CrossFit has really kept things a secret this year and they haven't released the workouts up until today when they released the age group workouts, so the masters and the juniors. And um, they changed the website to showcase that there's potentially going to be seven events for the individuals and five events for the teams. Now, in the past, I believe that there was, was there 13 to 14 squad events yeah, in total? I think it was 13 last year, I think. So it's almost half the events, which means that if you do have a bad event but and, and you avoid the card, it still may be very hard to get back in the games. Do you think that that's going to affect the outcome, having less events at the games? Potentially, if, it, if think, there is. I think if there was only seven events, I think that, yes, it, it would mean that each workout becomes more of a um yeah more important than if there's 13 so your placings will really matter i'm still not sometimes i i think there'll be still more than seven even if they put two scores within an event or or something Mm. but yeah i mean if you've only got seven events and you have a bad one you can't get back from it when there's 13 events i mean if you look at the leaderboard particularly Maybe not Matt Fraser because he never does really terribly nowadays. But, no. you know, Velner's had some pretty poor finishes in the 30s, you know, with the swimming events um, in the past and still crawled his way back up to second place. Um, so it's possible when there's 13. But I think if there was only seven, you'd be having a hard task to get back if you were in a, in a low placing in one of those workouts. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think that's the the reality of it. Like it's just each event again becomes it adds to the theatre of it if there is only seven events because they just become so important. Um, in saying that, I'm pretty sure that by the seventh event last year, both Tia and Matt were wearing the leaders' jersey. There's there's probably less like exactly what Helen talked about with um, Velna. I think with less events, there's probably that there's less chance that somebody comes from the clouds and sneaks into third place, which is always like a, a little bit of a nice story when someone like does those. that. I like those stories. <laughs> yeah, and I just I think if we've only got seven, I think that's very unlikely. Um, but uh, I, I, I still think we're going to get the, the same people. We, we spoke about regionals that normally only had six or seven. So if it is only seven, it just means people better tune in because there's only seven events to watch. <laughs> Yeah, 100%. And um, it's, again, less less athletes as it goes along, potentially less events. I, I just foresee it being a very, very fast-paced um, game. So that that's going to be interesting. CrossFit, we know um, quite regularly, will release things unannounced or off the cuff. And I have a feeling that's what's going to happen. But based off what we've been given so far, yeah, seven events for individuals, five events for teams. Now, the wild card. So I wanted to discuss this because I really want to... I'm intrigued. And i got to say, Hunter McIntyre, um, me being an OCR racer, I'm, I'm, not a, I'm not a fanboy of OCR. I don't know the athletes. I didn't know Hunter until all this stuff came about. But I'm intrigued to see how this guy goes. So for people that don't know, he's an obstacle course racer. I think he's a five times... He's, he's the Matt Fraser or the Rich Fronin of obstacle course racing. And when Greg Glassman announced the wild card or what he eventually called the blowhard card, so someone who, you know, really, I guess, um, was outspoken about how good they could do it at CrossFit, but they were from another sport, they gave it to Hunter. Now, from what we know, CrossFit has put in planning permissions to council um, to do a running event on the Saturday. I would love to see Hunter in that, just out of interest to see how he goes, but I don't think that he's going to make it. Not with the cuts. No. <laughs> Can't see that happening. Could be wrong, but... Um, yeah. I, I, I mean, from what, from what CrossFit and Glassman have done before, and personally, I'm, I'm a big fan of this. Like, I think Glassman loves to put forward how effective the programming is, and he's happy to compare it to other programs out there. So he is the type of guy that's like, let's invite this guy along and let's like, let's yeah, crush him. Like that's that's been the style since since day one. It's like, hey, you think you can do dips on the bars? Come and do some on my rings. You won't be able to do three. Like that's a that's a quote from Glassman. So I wouldn't be surprised if if this doesn't go well for him. But best of luck to the dude. I love love his attitude he's just like yeah i'll do it but uh i don't see i don't see it lasting past day one i mean i think unless you train i mean you can train crossfit for 20 hours a week and you're still not that good at crossfit story of my life (laughs) (laughs) 
So I'm like, coming from a different sport, he might be ridiculously fit and that will help a lot. But, you know, can he do high reps under fatigue? Can he do, you know, event after event? Can he throw a heavy barbell, which I'm pretty certain might come up on that first event? Mm. It'll just be, you know, can he do really good gymnastics? I don't know. I don't know enough about him. But, yeah, I think um, I think the good CrossFitters are just ridiculously good. And you can't be that good unless you do a lot of CrossFit, a lot of hours. Yeah, I think that's going to be part of the spectacle. I think that he will be really interesting to watch. So I'm, I'm just intrigued more than anything <laughs> to see how he goes. And like, Ed, you, you said, like, Best of luck. I actually hope he does really well because I, I almost I, there's a part of me. I, I mean, I do love an underdog, but I'm like, oh, <laughs> it's probably it's not going to happen this time. <laughs> yeah, the odds uh, are definitely against I'm, him. I'm happy to watch him get crushed. I'm, a <laughs> I'm just a CrossFit frother. So I just feel no sorry for anyone who gets crushed. I think that's my problem. I'm yeah, like, oh, yeah, yeah I just, I just yeah. want everyone to win. <laughs> I'm intrigued by the wild cards in general, though, because. I guess I've always thought a wild card might have been appropriate in our sport when regionals was around, and I always thought it would be appropriate to give to the person who finished sixth at a regional who clearly would have qualified at a different regional. So it's like, hey, you're in a super competitive yeah. regional. And I just sort of feel like that could have been a cool wild card to have. Um, I know Ben Smith got one. Um, we know he's been injured and he's a yeah. 10 times game champion. I don't think Ben's in enough good good a shape to make an impact at the games this year, um, based on what I saw at Rogue Invitational. I, I would have liked to see one go out to somebody who maybe took like a second at a sanctional or just missed out in, in the open and, and see how they go. But um, it's, it's a cool thing that they've started doing it. I yeah. think so, yeah. I think I'm with I, you. I mean, Ben, ben struggled a a little bit at Rogue in terms of keeping up there with the top yep. boys. And it wasn't that long ago, although I think his surgery was January. Mm. But, I mean, you're right. There's probably, I mean, I can't name any off the top of my head, but it's those people who may have came second or third and they did three sanctionals and they just missed out by a place or two and still never got their invite. I feel like yep. they're the ones that almost deserve the wild card. Yeah, but, I mean, I, I sound like so biased here, but I think of someone like Matt Riley who yeah. finished one spot outside qualifying oh. from the Down Under Championship. A champion, uh, he's been to multiple regionals, and I feel like he's gonna, he would be more competitive maybe than both those wild cards. I know that's a big call about Ben Smith, but mm. Matt's in amazing shape. So that, that's who I'd like to see go, but we'll see. That's a really interesting, really interesting perspective because yeah, Matt's Matt's always there. He's always in the mix, and even like you know, um, Dean Lindelayton for years, he was in the mix. Except he yeah. only made his first games last year, where he did really well. Yeah, <laughs> I, th I think yeah. like in the run swim run, everyone was. Oh, I was thinking, oh yeah, Khan's gonna get this, and um, it was Dean. Look, Dean's been that athlete that everybody, like for a long time, since about 13 when he first came onto the scene, is just like, have you heard about what this guy can do? Like the mm. weights he can lift. And it's like, he's almost like that. It's like that Instagram, like, have you checked this guy's Instagram? Yeah. And it's like, why can't you put it together on the competition floor? And then finally he did. 15th of the games, I, I, I predict a big year for Dean. I'm really, I'm really rooting for him. Yeah, I want to come back to Dean as well when we talk sure. about the Aussie athletes. Um, so outside of the Aussie athletes, who's the athletes that you guys want to watch? Who's the athletes to look out for in 2019? Hello. I think, as I say, I'll go females, you go male. I think, okay. <laughs> I think um, females hasn't changed a huge amount from the previous years. We've still got the you know, the leaders floating around. I'd be incredibly surprised if Toomey didn't win, which is great. Mm. Um, I think she looks in awesome shape. She's been training with Matt Fraser pretty much all season. So, you know, you can't have a better training partner than the fittest man on earth. So I think she's going to – I think she – I would be very surprised if she didn't win it. I think Sigmund's daughter looks good. I mean, she won the Open and she did well at Rogue. She was not that far from Tia at Rogue, actually. Was she there she for a little bit? She was exceptional. She's actually my yeah. pick to be on the podium this year. Uh, I think that she'll, she'll podium. Mm -hmm. Third place, I just don't know. I mean, I guess it would depend on how many workouts and what the workouts were. You know, Annie Thorostodder is always performer. Um, you've got Amanda Barnhart. She's another. She's on a few sanctionals. She's the one that killed the Down Under champs, I think, and she, she just looks amazing. She's got like yeah. a, I don't know, 100 kilo snatch or something. And, you know, she is a strong, strong girl um, and very good at gymnastics. She did well at Wadapalooza in Dubai. I think she came fifth. So, you know, people are watching her quite closely. Um, I really like just, you know, the oldies, 
Kristen Holt. I just love Holt. I think she's just so she's so ridiculous. You know, I love Sam Briggs. I don't think she'll podium, but hopefully there'll be an event where she shines. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I, I think it'll be the main players from the last couple of years who will be back up on that podium. But I'm not quite sure of who Davis Dollar again looks pretty fit at the moment and. Mm. I just don't know well. I don't, I don't know. Looking at Rogue, I think it'll be amongst that mix, but I don't know who and what order. Yeah. Yeah, look, when it comes to the men, uh, I think it is the same old story. I think uh, from what I can tell from the Sanctionals events and from his open performance, if anything, I think the gap between Matt Fraser and the field is actually getting bigger, not, not smaller. Um, so... In, in some ways, these shake-ups to the structure of the of the competition uh, are really actually breathing a bit of life where there might not have been any. If this was just the same format as last year, I, I genuinely think we'd be going in for second. But I think maybe – I love Pat Vellner's attitude and I think he really – he speaks openly about, like, you know, I, I want to beat him and I think, I, I think on my day I can beat him. I think the only way he gets beaten, Matt, is if something happens. And I'm like, I know that sounds silly, but as in there's a genuine incident, maybe he, he mucks up a lifting sequence or something like that. I can't just see him being, him being beaten if he performs well. Um, so Velner is my tip to take second again. I just think he's all class, and I think he's in a class of his own as well uh, from the field. Mm. And then I know I'm almost quoting the Rogue uh, Invitational um, podium but i was really impressed with cole sager i just feel like he's that guy that's floated about sort of sixth and fifth for a few years and um he's just developing really well so uh, my podium is is fraser Velner sager which is which is the same podium from rogue um but but obviously like I, i've got i've got some thoughts on what the aussie boys can do yeah um, but I just don't see any of them podium getting to the podium this year. Yeah, I tend to agree with that. So what you guys said was pretty much what I'm looking at. So I would say um, Tia and Matt will take it out. I find it very hard to think that they're going to get beaten. Um, I think Velna looked great at Rogue. Um, he On the first day, he really pushed Matt, and except then Matt came back and dominated, um, I think, on the second day, and the point spread was like significantly large. Sigmund's daughter really impressed me. I think that's the, the, at Rogue is the best that I've seen her for a long time. So if she Sig can... Sigmund's daughter is a concern for me with Tia. Um, I just, looking at Rogue, every event, it's, it's only a matter of seconds separating them. Like, I just... And she's a confidence athlete, so if she has a good start... I just, I just, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see how that plays out. hundred percent. I still think Tia though is, is, I don't know. I feel that she will still come out on top. I think she's still like that much better in lots of capacities. I'm yeah. sure she's gonna. Yeah, I'm with I you, Dan. I, I hope so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> come on, the Aussies. Um. Yeah. All right. Random question, which I didn't have listed, but just fuel for thought. Um, if I would never ask Matt Fraser to his face because we know how this would go down, but if he wins this year, Rich in his best versus Matt Fraser, who's the goat? Um, if you're talking about pure capacity, there's no argument. It's Matt Fraser. Mm. Um, I think but it's hard one to compare. Yeah, the yeah, sport has evolved. Since it has exactly this competing in open age men. So it's a difficult comparison. It's it's the equivalent of comparing, you know, so like the one of the gods of a sport from the 1930s to the modern day era of a sport. I know Matt and Rich are, are not that far apart, but Rich was doing stuff that no one was doing back in 12, 13. And, and for that reason, I believe Froning has shaped the sport more mm. than Matt has. But I think if you just got their pure numbers, I, I don't think there's an argument, um, which hurts me because Froning <laughs> for me is is the guy that like just made the sport so watchable. Yes. Um, but yeah, Matt's for me, Matt, the numbers are better. I, I, then I, I think so with that. But then I do think, I mean, Rich won one of the open workouts this year. Was it the true? Was, yeah, yeah. the clean workout. The thing. I mean, seriously, the guy has a dodgy knee and. <laughs> He's got three kids running around. He's running a gym, and he still manages to win an open event. That's just ridiculous. Like the guy is just amazing. I'm a big Froning fan, so I'm putting hey, it out there. 
Look, the, the, the cool thing, I guess, to sometimes think about is that they, they did go head-to-head at, mm. at certain times, and I actually believe they went to head-to-head in 15.1, one-on-one, and I reckon Matt was in a better place to, to win that event, but um, I just feel like like looking at each other's face, Froning is just too clever. He's just so clever when it comes to pacing and baiting other competitors. So if he got onto the competition floor with Matt, maybe he's still got all that in him and maybe he could take him down, but I don't know. Yeah, it's it's. I mean, it's never going to happen. It's only speculation. But um, I looking at Froning, Froning, like you said, he was just ahead of his time. He was such a great ambassador for the sport. He inspired so many people like myself to start CrossFit. Um, but even Froning had weak points whereas when Matt came out after not being a good runner and then the year he came out and like won the running events I was just like oh this guy's on another level this guy's like this this guy's just going to be unbeatable but yeah it's just a hypothetical which we're never going to see and like I said I'll never ask Matt because we saw what happened to the commentator that was about to (laughs) not worth going there not worth going there it's just an interesting point um okay Aussie athletes uh, Ed, you mentioned Aussie athletes. What's your predictions for the Aussies? Um, look, I, I've, I've, I'm hopeful for all of them, obviously. Uh, it goes without saying that I want Tia to win again. If she wins, she'll be the only woman to go three times in a row. Greatest female crossfitter of all time, hands down. Um, for, on the men's side of thing, I, I'm really hopeful for James Newbury. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like he's followed the progression of consistently being at regionals, then consistently being at the top, then, then winning and now he's been to the games. This will be his fourth year. Um, I think the longer season favours somebody who is deliberate as he is. So he's so into things like recovery mm. and peaking if at the right time. He qualified for the games way back in January, I think. So I, I just feel like all the stars are lined up for him to break into the top 10. Mm-hmm. And, and I really feel like he deserves it. Um He's in amazing shape. He's like he's the most shredded athlete. It's ridiculous. All the time, he's great. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. he should be on the podium just for that. Um, but he's also uh, been training in, in Canada with Patrick Vellner for the last you know three or four weeks with Michelle Latondra yeah. as well, hasn't he? So that's got to have been good for them. Yeah, it's like I can't tell if this is what I want or what I what I think, but I, I really really feel like James could go top ten this I year. So that's, I hope so. Yeah. And, to, and to top it off. James is genuinely one of the best guys going around. He's lovely. Like, he's yeah. just the most lovely, like, the nicest guy. Um, so, yeah, I, I agree. Like, James is always going to be a fan favorite. He's such a good guy. Um, he's very good at things, I think, as well. Like, if the right workouts come up for him, he is really good. There was, I was listening to a podcast with Patrick Bellner recently, and he was saying about how he's been training with James and that, you know, he is he's shown up by him sometimes. Yeah, <laughs> it's been yeah right. Him. Yeah, there's a certain things he's very good at. So and I, I agree. I think he looks fit, and he's a lovely bloke. He's the sort of guy that will talk to you behind the scenes at regionals, even though you're yeah. you know you're not really one of the top two or three. He's still happy to give his time and talk to you. So I think yeah, he's a good person, very good person. And um, you mentioned he qualified back in January, and Baden Brown narrowly missed out but he qualified through the open so Baden's still extremely young and he shows a lot of promise he looks he doesn't he doesn't look his age but I'm sure he's only 23 or something Mm, yeah he's he's a young guy yeah he's quite a young guy and he was really impressive and then to come out and actually win the open in Australia um, and book his ticket that way um, I'll be really interested to see how he goes in the games in compared to um, Dean who qualified I believe in the top 20 and then didn't compete at the Down Under CrossFit Championships as a last-minute decision. And I spoke with Dean out the back in the athlete services area and just out of curiosity asked him why. He just said, you know, I felt about 80%. I didn't want to go out and injure myself when and then put in 80% at the Games when I'm going there for 100%. So Dean was the highest-placed Australian male last year. It's going to be... Yeah, I, I really wish I saw him at Down Under. I, like, I really genuinely wanted to see how he went. Yeah, look, Dean, uh, I don't know if this is a good move, but only he can answer that. He's one of the few athletes at the Games that didn't do a sanctional event. Mm. Um, I I don't know if that's a great move. Like, you think about big CrossFit competitions that he's competed in in the last 18 months, and you've got last year's Games and the Pacific Regionals last year. Now, he's he's an experienced athlete, 
but he actually hasn't performed super well at those competitions in general. I know before I, I talked about he's, he's made a step towards improving that, obviously, but um, I think it's I think it's a bit a, a bit of a, a strange one. Um, mm. Baden obviously competed in the ACC and also Dubai, I believe mm. he competed in as well. So got some got some experience amongst the best of the best. Um, yeah, I'll be really interested to see how they both go. Yeah, and then the last athlete I believe in Australia is Matt McLeod, who qualified at Down Under. Yeah, he just he was uh, he was amazing at down under that. Was... Yeah, I, I feel like 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 you Matt Riley, have the average. Yeah, like he Matt, did. like you said with Matt Riley, um, you know he's a guy that's always been there. Um, Matt, I'm pretty sure. Well, I know that he competed in Asia um, and didn't do as well. But then he um, did he do Dubai as well. Yeah, Matt McLeod did do Dubai. Yeah. Okay, yeah. he did. So he's 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 been very very active, and then to finally get his spot in the games, he's like, he, it's like when we when we saw Mitch Cinnamon go, it was just like awesome to see an athlete so active, you know, book their ticket. I think he did well in Dubai on the first day as well, didn't he? Wasn't he in the top? He was in the top couple, I think, on the first day. He definitely started well, and if I'm not mistaken, I think he ended up finishing top twenty. So yeah. Look, uh, at Down Under, like the, the the dude was just winning everything, and then you sort of like, hey, hey man, do, do you know you're you're winning? And he's just like, oh yeah, like he's he's just he seems so unfazed by the by the environment, and yes. for that reason, like this this we're talking so much about day one being this really like high pressure day. There's people that will deal with that pressure because they they're trained to, like James Newbury, and then yeah. there's people that'll just be like. I don't know. Like, yeah. and, that's, and that's Matt McLeod. And, and I think he'll keep it do really, really well. I love it. Um, Helen, the girls. Do you want to lead us through the girls? Uh, yeah, there's a few. We've obviously got Maddie Sturt. Yes. Um, she's going back for her third game. I remember Maddie Sturt. So um, I met her at regionals her first year. And from memory, she was 19. And she yeah, looked like a 19-year-old. Yeah, she was yeah. tiny. And yeah. now... She she carries a lot of lean muscle. She's like she's Strong. changed a lot like she's stronger. grown a lot, yeah. She has. So I was really happy she qualified again. She's a good I think she's done well competing this year. Mm-hmm. You know, regional, she was sometimes that sort of fringe athlete. Last year she actually did very well at regionals. Before that she just sort of snuck in. Um and I felt like this year she competed pretty well actually. So mm. she's she's a good athlete. Um Courtney Haley, um she is back for her second time. So she qualified just through the top 20. I think once all the uh, fittest in each country was taken out and a couple of people dropped into team, I think she got her invite. Again, she's another good athlete who, you know, first games last year, she did pretty well in some events. I think the gymnastic one, she had a really first or second place finish in one of them. Um, and I think she's worked a lot on her strength as well this year. So it'll be it's, it's great to see that she's back there. Um, for the second time, and then we've got Caitlin Van Vanzel, Vazin Vanzel. Um, <laughs> Ed, you might Marks. be you might be able to pronounce that. <laughs> uh, uh, formerly known as Caitlin Marks, how about that? Yeah, <laughs> <that's> <laughs> easy to say than this. Um, but yeah, look, she's um, oh, she is a good athlete. I watched her. She's she's just a good athlete, and she's strong. I follow her on Instagram and. You know her lifting is 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 good. Um, she's ridiculously fit, <laughs> so I I don't know how she'll go. She's fairly unknown. She qualified through the open, so she did really well in the open. The last event let her down with the Chester bar and thrusters, but I I think I've read on um, Instagram that Chester bars weren't one of her favourite things. Mm-hmm. But other than that, she did ridiculously well and qualified in the top twenty. And you know. It'll be great to see how she goes. She's got a small child. I mean, she's got like an 18-month-old oh, wow. kid, I think. Oh, and she was at regionals last year. And I think she, she did. She was just, yeah, she's an impressive athlete. So I'm looking forward to seeing how she goes. Is there anyone that we've missed out on? Um, with the, with the individuals? From, no, I think that's it. Just oh, the, the four of them, I think. Okay. So I'm really excited about seeing the teams. Solely because I want to see <laughs> Project X and the Exterminators go head to head. Both amazing teams. Um, it was great to see them go to head at Down Under. Um, obviously, at the Australian CrossFit Championships, Project X was was very dominant. Like 
the difference between them and the pack, I think, was pretty significant. Um, but then I believe they didn't perform as well in Asia um, and then came in second place to um, the Exterminators, I think, in a photo finish ending in the yeah. final workout. Literally a photo finish ending that was so tight. Um, the banter's pretty good between them. It's going to be entertaining. <laughs> <laughs> what, what's your thoughts? Look, um, I like the way Project X have gone about it, as in they've competed a lot together. I think that's really cool. I think that, that that's the point. Get a team together and, and do a season. Um, time together. <laughs> yeah, like I think that's really good. Look, my, my mail told me that um, at the Asia Championships where they did perform poorly, that they were actually three of them were sick. So okay. something went something went through the camp. And then at Down Under, look, Down Under is an interesting one. In the very first event, which was the female clean and jerk, um, Project X took 12th. They just had a bad, a bad total. Harriet and Jess didn't lift that well. If you take that event out, Project X beat Exterminators very clearly. Mm-hmm. So it, it, it was just one of these ones where they went one, two, one, two, but actually Project X minus the first event were very dominant. I know it doesn't work like that, but I, I think probably Project X are the team that will perform better uh, this this games. That's that's what I'm thinking. And let's keep this in mind. That was an exterminator team, which included James Newbury yeah. and Maddie Sturt as well, yeah. who sure. were competing yeah. as individual athletes. So Zeke Groves going in um, <laughs> as a replacement for James, who is two times games athlete. Um, yeah. Who's sorry, Who's the female replacement for Maddie? Uh, Danny Horan. Who look? She's a six times games athlete. Yeah, she's very <laughs> capable. I don't know, Helen. Do you know what type of shape she's in? Because her she she barely did the open this year. I I don't think. Yeah, I think she's been getting into shape, but I think I think there was some personal stuff that she had going on. Um, yeah, towards the end of last year. Um, yeah, I'd want to check before I said what I thought it was, but I think yeah, I think she had some personal issues, so I don't think she was fully into CrossFit at the start of the year. But um, yeah, she's a great athlete. So if she is in even fairly good shape, she's still she's she'll still be very handy on a team. I think like this, she's a nice complement potentially to Kate okay. Gordon because mm-hmm. Kate's this just like clean and jerk 113 or whatever it was at Down Under. Danny's like this work capacity gymnastics beast. Yeah, so yeah. Yeah, I, I I'm sort of thinking, and I know this is maybe a different conversation that in the teams this year we might see a lot more exposure of the individual. Mm. Um, to, to try and find the best team of who, who's actually got the best four. So that'll be that'll be interesting to see if at certain times they get to display the strengths of individuals. Yeah, the team comp's going to be exceptional just because of the super teams. I mean, when you look through the list, I was looking through them earlier, there is so many games athletes and almost every team has, you know, one or two or three games athletes in it. Mm. And, I mean, I don't know who who will win. I mean, I'm such a Froning fan. I'm obviously the, the Australian teams are my first. Yeah. Then there's obviously Mayhem who've been together and they're a very well-united team. Some of the teams haven't trained so much together and I wonder over four days if that could be, you know, a bit of a factor that will come into play. Um, but it's going to be so exciting to watch and there's so many quality athletes. I, I just think it's going to be really exciting this year. So many I mean, quality athletes and only 14 teams. Yeah. It's going to be tight. Yes. Look, I think and the team comp too, you know, there's like yeah, like two are gone at every step until they're down to five as well. The the team competition is what they've been really trying to make, you yeah. know, um, better for years now. Like it went from six down to four. That was a clear play at hey, let's let's try and make these teams more competent so that there's less sort of dead wood. Not that anyone yeah. in a CrossFit Games team of six is dead wood. Mm. Now there's super teams. I mean, three out of the four mayhem athletes could have gone to the games individually this year it's yeah. it's ridiculous like if you ever got one person like that back in the day that was like a big deal so i just can't wait i think the team competition oh, i think it's be gonna awesome. be i think it's gonna be good and I, and I think that the um i think project x potentially could be up there i mean both harriet roberts and jessica jessica coglin i mean they were just outside getting that top 20 invite once all the national champions were taken out you know, I they're think just below. Yeah, she may have done. They're only just below the line. I don't know actually where it ended, but yeah, sure, you know, sure. You've got to think both of their females were pretty close to being individual athletes, mm, yeah, and obviously yeah. the guys are, are quality. So, 
um, and they've spent a lot of time together. But yeah, I'm I'm super excited about the teams. I think it's gonna. I think this year it's going to be really interesting to watch. <laughs> what What's amazing is that one of those teams is only going to do an event, and like that's just wow. out of control. Like those teams are so good, and we know that one of them wow. only does one event, and then probably another two or three are only going to do again two or three events. It's like those cuts are aggressive. I think the I think the programming at the games though as well is 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 going to be top notch for the teams. Mm-hmm. I know. Um, again, I listened to the Froning podcast, and not that he's been criticising, but some of the programming for the teams at some of the sanctionals hasn't been totally team orientated and well-rounded. And I think that, you know, it's going to be interesting at the games because obviously games events are games events and they're very, very well thought out and programmed and there's no, not sort of an afterthought. I think there's been a little bit of that with the teams. I think there's still a bit of work to do with the team events at the, some of the sanctionals. Mm. Um, I, think, so, I think the individual events as well. Like I, I, yeah. I really love the sanctional, but uh, for me, the the programming of regionals has always been really quite poetic. Mm. Um, yeah. I, I've enjoyed all the sanctionals, but I still think we we look to that as the gold standard that, that the sanctionals will need to try and chase down. Yeah. Yeah. So I think some of those teams, although they've done well at sanctionals, it will be interesting to see how they go over four days of games programming where it is all about teamwork. A lot of it is about teamwork and not individual performances within the team, which I think has been a bit of an emphasis at some of the sanctionals. So. I think that's wicked. I think that wraps us up. That's about 50 minutes. So by the time this comes out... Where time go? Yeah, we, we, wow, could, we, we could talk a lot. Um, so where by the time this comes out tomorrow morning, we're going to be almost 12 hours away until the beginning of the CrossFit Games. So you guys will be able to watch the CrossFit Games all over the weekend on the Perfit Fam Facebook account. So I'll put up any links provided in the show notes. Um, the number one question I've been asked is... Are, well, is are there going to be replays and yes there will definitely be replays after each event as soon as it's processed it will be available for you um i'll send a link in the show notes so make sure you register and you'll be updated at the end of every day so you can click on the videos and find the workouts you want to watch quick and easy because thank god because i like to watch myself so i'll be replaying just to see myself i'm not sure if i'll be replaying or not It'll probably have like 10,000 views and I'll be 9,000 of those. (laughs) Awesome. Thank you so much, guys. I'm looking forward to it. This year is going to be epic. Thanks, Brenna. CrossFit Games 2019. Thank you. That is it for today's episode of the Perth Fit Fam podcast, CrossFit Games Extravaganza. We're super excited to bring you guys the games over the weekend, so make sure to tune in. Head to the Perfect Fan Facebook page. We'll be giving you guys the live stream with our exclusive color commentary all weekend. It's going to be really interactive. You guys are going to be able to chat to us during the feed. It's going to be such an awesome experience, something like never before seen at the games, and we're just excited to be able to bring you guys that. If you did like the episode, make sure to head to iTunes and give us a five-star review. We'd love to hear your feedback. And one more note, the most asked question that... I've been asked. That makes no sense. The question I've been asked the most over the weekend since the announcement is, are there going to be replays? And yes, there will definitely be replays. As soon as the events are done, they'll be available to watch on Facebook. We know that because most of you are from Australia. You're probably going to be asleep for the majority of the games. So you'll be able to wake up. We'll send you guys email updates of the events with no spoilers and give you guys the best experience of the CrossFit games you've had. So thank you very much. Hope you enjoyed the episode. Let's have a great weekend.